I'm Mitch. This is Keith. And you're listening to Layman's Term Podcast. Hey, I heard we needed an intro video. I, uh, or song. I, I like it. I okay. like it. Happy to have you with us this morning. Uh, whoops. Or or night or yeah. whenever you're listening. Or whenever you're it's listening. morning for us. We it um, is morning for us. We're we recording this early. Super early. This is the sermon for October sixteenth, twenty twenty two. This is where Keith and I discuss the sermon series um, or sermon being delivered on October sixteenth at First United Methodist Church, and we talk about it as lay people, not as clergy. So, uh, scripture for today: Matthew thirteen thirty one through thirty two. Let's uh, jump right in. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds come and perch in its branches. Yeah, um, really kind of a cool imagery, right, of a, of a mustard seed being really small and then growing into something giant right over time um what i what i thought was interesting uh, an interesting thought that i had like right off the bat in in this sermon was you know it's a big agriculture society right so a lot of the parables involve agriculture um sure we have agricultural societies still in the world today well i think up until the industrial revolution the us was like 98% yeah. agrarian yeah absolutely um and so then we became more industrial right uh but there's still there's still countries that are in that ag- agrarian you know society but um so if, if if jesus was here today and he was in america what par- like what what would he use you know, because the thing about agriculture is it's timeless. You have to grow food to eat, you know, and it, you, you yeah. know, so it's like, it's timeless, even though we're, you know, some would say we're probably past an industrial age into kind of some kind of new modern age that hasn't really been defined yet. Um, but we still, we still have to grow food to eat. Yep. Um, so we can still relate to these, these parables. So the question is, is do you think Jesus would still be using agricultural, um, examples, or would he be using more more modern examples? And then, what kind of example would he use? I don't know. Like, I think, like getting a video blown up on TikTok or something. <laughs> the <laughs> the kingdom of God is like know? a viral TikTok. It's like a viral I TikTok. I don't, I don't think so because that's not timeless, right? Like, two hundred years from now, and it's not life. Out. It's not life giving. Well, yeah. I mean, like yeah. food, right? Exactly. Like sustenance, exactly. So I think it would still be mainly agriculture based. Yeah, maybe like, but new, newer references. So instead of like hand sowing seeds, it's using a machine to do it. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good thought. It's a good. It's a good thought to think about. You know, the timelessness of yeah. the agricultural um, references. You know, we talked about the scattering and broadcasting of. Of seeds, and now we're talking about talking about this mustard seed, which you know what? Who grows who grows mustard? I don't I don't know. And wouldn't you think it's a weed? Like I mean, it grows that tall, you know? Um, and what's like, the, what's how the many smallest bottle, seed? How many bottles of how many bottles of you know Frank's yellow mustard? 
oh. do you get out of one tree? I don't. I, think, I don't know. But how much do you eat? Because I eat. But that like would a be bottle a couple like, weeks. That would be a great multiplication. You know, we're talking mm. about the multiplication um, in God's kingdom, and you know how much mustard in in the lifetime of this of mustard tree. Mm. I hope. I hope. I hope. This is what they actually make mustard out of. I hope it's not like one of those weird things. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah, like, like it's like a pharmaceutical yeah, or something. No. Yeah, you know, you know, like you buy, uh, like you're you're at the you're at the beach and you're at the restaurant and there's seafood and you get the, you know, the what's the the dolphin fish? Isn't that like what? mahi mahi? Is like dolphin fish is like what it is? Oh, I don't know. Somebody cracked me up wrong, but you're like, whoa! The first time you see it, you know, it's like whoa, dolphin. Fish. Oh, it looks like it. No, the name, the word. It's dolphin. It's, it's dolphin fish. Is it's but it's a fish, not a dolphin. It's not a porpoise. You're not eating it. Yeah, well, yeah. you can't. Yeah, I know. But it's illegal. It, but it's there's a fish called dolphin. You know, really. I mean? So yeah. Oh, there's a dolphin fish. Dolphin I didn't know. Fish. I mean, I'm I'm fish. Uh, I'm a fish out of water. <laughs> On fish. <laughs> but yeah, I hope a mustard. I hope we're talking about something that actually makes it. I would hope that uh, a mustard tree. From a mustard seed produces mustard. If not, it needs to get renamed something else. And we should we should look into that. We could we could easily pick up these small handy devices that we have and Google it. But we're not. That's not what we're doing right That's now. That's not what we do. So we just go with the flow. Um, so I I, I do want to also look at um, kind of one of the the main I would say themes throughout the sermon um, is this idea, and, and Adams used it before, which is. Um, one of the marks of Christian maturity is moving from consuming to being a contributor, right? And I, I hope that Adam came up with that himself. If he didn't, um, which he probably didn't, but if, if he did come up with that with himself, he should write a book because I think it's great. Like I never thought of it that way until he until he explained it. Um, and you know, he he'd used this in the past with. Uh, I think the previous sermon series too. I mean, he's used it um, several different times, but about um, instead of just coming to church, helping, right? You know, being being a, a part of it, not just coming and, and consuming, but you know, either being on the hospitality team or or you know, the AV team. We can Ooh. always use people. Um, so you know, I, I I really like that. I really like that thought. You know, and he uses an example in the previous sermon series of like you know, just coming to Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, and eating versus coming to Thanksgiving dinner and bringing something. And that's a mark of maturity. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, for me, it, it annoys me when we're, like, going to have um, dinner or something. You know, it's, like, like one of the kids' birthdays. And we're like, oh, we'll have a party. Come on over. And everybody's like, what What can we bring? And it's like, no, it's – we've we got every – okay, you know, and you, you have to tell them something. Um and, and so in the past, that kind of always annoyed me a little bit because it's like you're coming to my house. I'm cooking dinner. You don't have to bring anything. But then I, I realize it is. It's a, mark of, it's a mark of maturity, which is fascinating to me. So it's less annoying now. Yeah, and that movement from, um, you know, we talked about, uh, we've talked about here on the podcast too about uh, helping, letting people, letting people help you yeah. actually helps them. Yeah. So it's improving their experience whenever they're able to bring something to contribute to the dinner you're hosting. Yeah. So bringing something to the table, how about that? Mm-hmm. Something to bring to the table makes you um, not only not only you become a contributor, but that act of contributing is so good for your um, 
for you, for your investment and um, and how you how you perceive how you perceive your involvement and um, your investment into into what you're taking part in. So you know by contributing to to God's kingdom, by contributing to the life of the church, by contributing to um, the ministries that the church is doing. Now you're invested in yeah. that process, and you're um, it triggers something that that puts more of your mental focus on the success and outcome of 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 that of of that which you're supporting. Yeah, so. yeah, and <clears throat> and that's a good segue into I think this um, idea because here's the thing: this the the sermon is really about um, how alone I can only do so much good, right? Like you know, if I've got $100, I can only do so much with that $100. But when you have $100 and I have $100 and, and 10 other people have $100 and all of a sudden we have $1,200, think of all much the, the greater things that we could do with it, right? Um, <clears throat> and what I want to really hone in on is a conversation that you and I kind of briefly had the other day that I think fits this really well, um, which, you know, Adam talks about the, the biblical principle of tithing, yes, which is giving yes. 10% back of what you earn to God. Um, and and that is too directly to the local church, yeah. right? That doesn't include uh, if you support Love Haiti, which is a great program, or some of the Love KC stuff, or, you know, if we do a, a, a special offering or, um, you know, like we did uh, Undie Sunday where we collected underwear for the homeless or um, maybe you do some outside stuff. I'm a big supporter of, of food banks. So when the Carney Food Pantry needs food, we donate, um, you know, harvesters, stuff like that. So that's all outside. That's not included. Adopting in that a family, Adopting holiday a family, stuff. Holiday stuff, absolutely. That's all beyond that 10% that you that you tithe back yeah. to the church, right? Um, but really what I want to I want to I want to get into is this idea that uh, all all of our money then we use and and I would say m- m- the vast majority of that money goes back into our local community. Right? So when when you know, it's going to sound, you know, whatever. But when we when we put the new, uh, we, we just got done putting new flooring in uh, yeah. for the, the choir. Use right? a local company. We used a local They're company. They're not a sponsor, but we. They're not. They could be. <laughs> uh, we used a local company. When we get our landscaping done, we use a local company. When we got the roof done, we use a local company. When we redo the parking lot, we use a local company, right? And so that money doesn't just come in and, and, and go out and it's done when you when you get the flooring done and there was like two or three guys here doing it so you know obviously you get the business that's making some money they pay their people who are local people who then take that money and go to price chopper and buy food right yeah which then that money goes to the workers at price chopper right which then they take that money go to the gas station right so this it's this um, it's this like spider web effect of of the of the um, the resources of the resources, right? Yeah, uh, and then yeah. and that's the that's the opportunity for um, so not only are those those investments um, in the local in the local church making investments and planting seeds in the community, 
in in the form of uh, spiritual spiritual development and uh, improvement in the community, and it grows growing a growing a, a Christian community or a community that thrives on Christian morals and the teaching of Jesus is the more the more folks you have vested and involved and contributing, um, like we were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. then then they're um, with that vestment they're they're mentally focused on um, stewarding what they've contributed and they're more involved in the events in the community they're more involved in yep. um, getting a trunk for trunk or treat and you know being part of a community that welcomes everybody uh, to come participate uh, in in activities uh, from a from a Christian perspective um, and then the more the more you engage folks in the community, and then you have then you have this um, Christian representation that is not not from an outside, but from the inside. So you have more folks that are being um, coming out of this this community of believers, being functional, active participants in the community. And you know, yeah. Next thing you know, there we're part of you know um, got those members who are part of the body of. Christ and the body of the church um, are also in that body that is the community. They're on the school board. They're in the yeah. chamber of commerce. They're working at the yeah, they own and operate local businesses. They um, own work with the banks. They work with um, the grocers. They work with all that happening in the community. So therefore, that presence um, <coughs> is throughout the entire community, which is which is awesome. You know, you end up with things like the food pantry. You yeah. know that that started. Out of this local church, in a closet, in the closet, from faithful giving, and now it impacts and supports thousands of people, thousands, yeah, in this community, and it staffs volunteers. It you know, and folks are becoming beyond just a financial contributor, but also a volunteer, mm -hmm. a you know, um, a time contributor to that ministry as well. And gives an opportunity for face-to-face -face interactions um, that grow that that grow the body of Christ. Yeah, and I, I I think about I think about connecting that back to consumer and contributor. Um, you know, there was a there was you know, and I, I'm I'm probably not alone in this um, ideology or this this previous ideology. But there was a, a time in my life where uh, I had this kind of pervasive thought, which was. Uh, r religion is personal, right? Your your thoughts, your your connection with God is very personal, but it's not. Uh, at the time, I thought, well, personal meant private. Ah, uh, yeah, right. And so I didn't I didn't share it with other people. I didn't necessarily really go to church except to consume when I needed to, when I felt yeah. I needed to, right? Um. And it took me a while in my life to, to realize that, uh, and, and I think Adam says it more eloquently than this, but of course he does. Um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a team sport, right? Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't, even though it's personal, it's not private. Uh, and that was a really, uh, a really hard mental shift for me to make. Uh, and it took years to make that mental shift. Right. Um, and I think that goes into what you know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, we're made to live 
we're made, we're designed, we're, we're built in God's image to live in community, um, in relationship. You know, God is so relational, and we're made to be in relationship with Him and to experience experience relationship the way He designed it with other people, and then co-oping um, and cooperation with others in our in the local church, and then going out and serving. Um, and providing the resources for opportunities to serve, yeah, through the local church models, uh, models our relationships that we we're created to have. Yeah, and I think that um, the idea that you um, are sharing God's love, right? You receive God's love, you feel it, and then you share that with other people. That doesn't just mean talking to other people about God, but it means being being cheerful and showing love to other people, right? Um, and that's, that's, I think, the primary um, ex- example or what, what God wants you to do is he, he shares that love with you for you to then be loving to other people, right? Um, and, and so I really liked when Adam kind of wrapped up the sermon <coughs> with uh, 2 Corinthians 9, um, 7 through 8, right, which is, what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, in all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. I mean, I think that sums that, that concept up, right? Is that when you give, when you give of your time, when you give of your resources, when you give you know, whatever, cheerfully, because you, you want to, um, that you do it because God has blessed you and then will continue to bless you so that you can then continue to do the good work. Right. Um, and I think, I think that's kind of a hard concept, um, initially for me to, to me to grasp, right. Because it's like, I'm doing, I'm doing something, I'm cheerfully giving so that God blesses me. No, right? no, no, no. But that's not what it says. Yeah, right. that's where you're headed. Like exactly, it's, it's no because I am so overwhelmingly blessed and joyful. It, I'm like Scrooge on Christmas, right? When it finally, finally recognizes, finally yeah. gets it that 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 he's so blessed mm-hmm. and so overwhelmed with the the abundance, no matter what it how it's represented in your life, but the abundance of love um, from the Lord, then, then you, you're, you're just compelled to give back a portion of that to others, to um, those around you. And you know, in our context, it's through the local church to yeah. um, provide opportunities for mission and growth and um, discipleship uh, right here that, only, that is only gonna multiply um, Multiply the the numbers of folks um, actively pursuing a Christian life, um, a, you know, creating a community of unlikely unlikely friends, friends following Jesus together. So, um, if if I were to wrap this one up, you know, this is this is hey, give to your church, give to your local yep. church to um, support support Christ in your community. Because I would say one of the main reasons is because you can only do so much alone, 
right? You can only you can only you can only be a part of something bigger, right? And so you 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 know, religion's not a the religion is a team sport, right? And and there's a reason you can be a part of something greater than yourself and what you can do by yourself. Um, and that's the invitation is to come be a part of something bigger than, than just you. I think. I love it. I love it. Well, well, this is Mitch. This is Keith. And you've been listening to Layman's Term Podcast. Catch you next week. See ya.